draft pod boom midweek thunder coming at you schwan man here with me i'm andre simone as always having some fun j mike out of town we owed you one of these after all the uh craziness in vegas and our boys being busy with camp and everything else so we got a little uh little award preview for you very draft centered Heisman rookie of the year awards get into it. I figure people are getting into their fantasy leagues right now. So give them our takes on the best rookies. And also, you know, we always want to talk prospects. So talk a little prospects from an award standpoint. And let's start right there with the old Heisman. The one award of these, we cannot bet on Jake here in Colorado. Tragedy. Tragedy. Yeah. Tragedy though. Then you see what's happening with some of these uh, college athletes in other states. And it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe this isn't the worst <laughs> idea. I guess I kind of get it. Though Heisman would be hard. That's one that's hard to rig, right? Like player props, I get. Heisman's kind of like, right. I'm not sure Drake May is going to like burn his Heisman for like 100 Gs or something. Yeah. Um, but that's a combo for another day. <laughs> maybe maybe we don't go too far down that <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, so yeah, man, Heisman, and it's the rare year where the returning Heisman is coming back. He's also the consensus generational talent of this class, of course. Tis Caleb Williams of USC. You interviewed him in Vegas? No, that was uh, Saul right. from PHNX. That's right. That's right. Um, geez, what happened there? Um, I wish I could tell you. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, you did talk to Bo Nix, who's on this list. We got your scouting report on our uh, Media Day recap show a couple weeks back. Um, so, yeah, obviously, Caleb is the big fave here. Do you think he repeats? So tough. Man, it is because my initial reaction anytime there's a returning Heisman is just like, just forget about him. But this guy is so crazy. He's so insane. Um, Even just last year, I remember it's just like week after week, it was like, there's just new stuff this guy's like inventing, like at the quarterback position, basically. Yeah. So... I don't know, man. I guess gun to my head, I think I'd say yes, he can win it again. Um, but there's some there's some other guys on this list that we have here that I'm pretty intrigued by. Caleb's just insane. And I think that he was the most impressive Heisman Trophy. Like we I can't remember who it was between, but uh last year it was like the second last week of uh the season. Wasn't he like plus one fifty? He plays that game and then Right after that, it goes down to like minus 500 or something. Yes, you're right. Is that, did he stomp UCLA? Is that what happened? It um, might have been him. Yeah, because it actually, Duggan, I think, was maybe the favorite, or CJ was the favorite. It was mm. between those guys and then Stenson. Um, yeah, Caleb's just uh, just insane. He uh, is going to have another year in that Lincoln Riley offense, another year at USC. I mean, he did that in year one in a new program, which, of course, is the Lincoln Riley special, though, um, you know, obviously 
uh there's uh there's different circumstances here than like Kyle Murray or uh Jalen Hurts because he w- he did have experience in that Lincoln Riley system. They both moved together. Right. He's just crazy talented. Um the things he can do and it's going to be kind of a high scoring quarterback league that this Pac-12 is in and I mean they definitely should be in contention. Uh Utah's going to be you know, a monster for them again, though no Dalton Kincaid should go a long way. And yeah, <laughs> you always remind me that um Cam Rising is no sure thing to be back to a hundred percent anytime soon necessarily. So maybe the big bad wolf for him is kind of gone. And if if they are a true contender for a playoff spot come into into that conference finals week, he's definitely like gonna be your tippy top contender. And what makes him crazy is another question I have here in the rundown is who could explode and captivate the nation a la Lamar Jackson, a la Johnny football, who really are the only guys to win the award in the last 10 years who weren't on like playoff contenders. Um, Caleb Williams is kind of the answer to both those questions. He's both like the surefire front runner and he's also the guy with that crazy talent who can make those insane highlight plays who will kind of captivate the country and just do stuff that's like how is this kid doing this how is this real i mean we were talking a lot about caleb himself right now but usc's gotten better and i feel like they've added you know you had jordan addison last year and he battled through some injuries like they didn't even have a fully healthy receiving core last year Um, You get those guys back, everyone except Addison, basically. You add Dorian Singer, and then just how they work the portal. Like, defensively, they're going to be better, I think, too. We'll see if it all comes together on the field and they're able to actually stop teams from putting up 30 points every week. But this team's going to be better, and I think Caleb could be better. Um, So just knowing that, it's really hard to bet against him. I think he'll have better protection. I think he'll have a deeper receiving core. I think he can air it out more. He can spread the love more and he'll have more time to operate in the pocket and do the crazy stuff that makes him so great. His, his combination of size, athleticism, off platform throws, and most importantly, arm strength is so high end, man. It's so high end for a guy that's returning to college. That's what makes him so special, both as a prospect and a Heisman favorite. Um, before we get into some other some of the other favorites, long shots here, who you're intrigued to guy. Um, of course, maybe always within that lens of the Lamar Jackson, Johnny Manziel mode, because I'm not sure how else a long shot is going to really come through. Right. So initial, my first thought is immediately Michael Penix. Mm-hmm. Um, because that guy had a great year last year. He's insanely accurate, yeah. and he didn't even run too much last year. Like, that's the thing. He was coming off a, an ACL, and you know, a lot of people. I think I was surprised. Like, this guy was actually back to full strength, and he was just carving people up with his arm. Like, he wasn't even running too much, and you even saw that in bits and pieces when he did take off. It's like, oh yeah, this guy can actually like do this too. And he's got the um, size, I man. Think, yeah. And I think besides Caleb, he's the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Washington's got two outstanding wide receivers. 
Um, they've got some edge rushers. Like they, that team's built to play ahead and for them to just be led by Michael Penix, who puts up 330 yards and four touchdowns every week. Yeah. And he's got, I mean, he did this two years ago at Indiana, right? Like he's a guy who's captivated kind of the, the country and been that Heisman dark horse before. I think there's some value there for sure. Um, my candidate, no surprise is going to be JJ McCarthy, who I think could fit the other mold of being like a top player or kind of the top player on a national contender. Um, I've talked about how Michigan really has an advantage in being the one perennial playoff contender to have a returning quarterback. The other one who has that partially is Clemson with Cade uh, Klubnik, who also should be in this mix. So, man, they need to figure some stuff out. Like, that offense hasn't looked right in a minute. We'll we'll find out this season if that was all DJ Ugalele or if this is more an at-large issue maybe sam hartman fits that mold to a lesser extent um at notre dame of course he's a guy who's put up stats more accuracy driven can kind of move around he's like a slightly bigger stenson bennett but obviously that notre dame offense is not like built the way georgia's was to just come in and do crazy stuff right another guy i thought drew alar um, just because he was very highly touted as a recruit. Penn State's getting a lot of hype right now. Um, if he can just burst onto the scene, you know, you talk about what Johnny did. Like, this is one of the guys who everyone, like, kind of knows it. Like, if you listen to a lot of recruiting college football, you probably heard his name or know his name at this point. But, like, he's not a national name yet. And I think he could really blow up if he has a great season. Um, and then with that being said, just Marvin Harrison Jr., best non-quarterback out there. Um, if, you know, who knows who's going to start at quarterback for them, but they have him and it wouldn't surprise me if he just gets fed and he has an outstanding year. And it's like, we're looking back at the end of the season. It's like, well, this guy's 1900 yards and 18 touchdowns. Like how, how do you give it to anyone else? Yeah. I mean, we've seen it with Devonte Smith before, um, similar circumstances, he, like Devonte, has the advantage of having other elite wide receivers around him. So it's not like, oh, we're just going to double team Marvin or else you're going to truly get cooked. Um, he's such a technician. It's similar to Caleb. He just checks off so many boxes and has so many high end traits that it's like, God, how do you even stop this guy at the college level, especially in that mm-hmm. offense that has that kind of track record at that position? So much is dependent on the quarterback, but yeah, he could really blow up. Um, He's got the goods to be that rare non-quarterback, to be a true contender. And these odds that we're kind of going off of on covers.com here, um, plus 2,200 seems very nice value. Very nice value because that is a perennial contender. um, And that is a top player who's already a, you know, a high-end name with elite hands, route running size, you name it, who should just come in and cook. And then right. Joe Milton could kind of be that guy, right? That offense is built around going vertical and just tossing it up, and that's what he does best. So, I mean, he could have a season where he just has an outrageous amount of yards and touchdowns. Yeah, he has the frame to run it. Um, you know, I think my timeline every couple days – 
has some like stupid tweet about how far Joe Milton can throw it. Like it's like okay, um, <laughs> yeah, like cool. <laughs> Did you guys watch him at Michigan? He was terrible. Like <laughs> the quarterback behind him is a beast. The five star kid Nico uh-huh. Iamavea or Iamaleva, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, we'll learn it eventually. I'm sure he's a beast. And the Milton hype is kind of like, man, we've seen this a bit in the transfer portal era where it's like we buy into guys and it's like, I don't know, man. Like I kind of saw Slovis at USC. I'm not that high. Like I've seen JT Daniels. Like I kind of know what I'm getting, man. Um, I didn't mean to just pick on USC guys. There was another guy I had in my (laughs) mind. Um, These odds are very odd pun intended caleb williams drake may makes sense as the top two though drake may is really gonna have to go off like i don't think unc is gonna be like a lock to be a top eight ranked team um so it literally have to be like johnny football type shit right it's just like he is so overwhelmingly more entertaining than any quarterback and just puts up the numbers with it that's the only path for him i see he He's much more of a prospect than a Heisman candidate to me. Yes. Like, sure. you know, he's he's fairly surgical. That arm pops. He's got, like, a good stance. He's tough in the pocket. He gets it out on time, you know. But it's like he's going to put up nice stats and, like, good throws. But I don't know. Think, like, Sam Darnold was never a Heisman candidate, you know. Like, and right. his, you know, put on Sam Darnold's tape. That That's just crazy at USC, you know. Um, there's a lot of guys in that mold where it's like, nah, I don't, I don't think, um, you've got Jordan Travis, FSU, meh, I think, I don't know that there's that kind of high end ceiling. Like some of the guys we've mentioned as our quote unquote long shots, Jaden Daniels, bah, not convinced, man. That's another one where it's like, I've seen Jaden Daniels, man. I'm, I'm kind of good. I kind of know what I'm getting. Um, and then we get into Quinn Ewers, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, Joe Milton, Cade Klubniak, J.J. McCarthy. That tier yeah. is appealing to me, um, and that's where I really handicap this. How about a running back who could break this eight-year streak, eight-year drought? I think Derrick Henry won it in 2015, and I believe I looked this up a couple pods ago. We were saying since then we haven't had a running back even been a Heisman finalist. And uh, in that span, we've seen a wide receiver, Devontae Smith, win it. And we've seen a defensive player be a finalist for the Heisman. I'm actually blanking on who that would be. Um, Do we have a running back who can break that that streak? I mean, I immediately think of Blake Corum, but I... Just the way that they're talking about Dylan Ed or uh, Dylan Edwards, Donovan Edwards, and how he's talking about how he's going to play this year, it's going to be a much more even split, I think. And you no, know, Blake is coming back fully healthy, but he's not going to have a chance, I think, to run for two thousand yards because Donovan Edwards is going to have a chance to run for at least twelve hundred this year. So uh, I'd probably say someone like Raheem Sanders, yeah, um, Arkansas, um... Braylon Allen. At Wisconsin. That's the intriguing one. Because Penn State, as they seemingly always do under James Franklin, could go one of two ways, right? They could have like nine wins coming into November. 
Um, and we're like, dang, I mean, they're that they win a couple of these big matchups. They're going to be going to the big 10 championship and have a real shot at a playoff spot, or they could be an underwhelming, like six win team with a bunch of pro prospects and a quarterback that's super toolsy, but doesn't put it together. If they are the first version I described, then yeah, both Alar and, um, Oh no, I'm sorry. I was thinking Breland Allen of Wisconsin. If Fickle has a big year with the Badgers, and we've seen the Badgers ride running backs two big years, he could be yeah. another candidate in this. Um, yeah. Anyone else you another... want to mention? Yeah, I mean... Brock Bowers, to um... me, is the other non-quarterback to maybe at least bring up in conversation. Right. So hard for a tight end, man. I mean, if Cal Pitts couldn't do it, like I, I think Cal, like Bauer is probably a better prospect, more well-rounded prospect, let's say, than Cal Pitts. Pitts definitely a juicier Heisman candidate. For sure. Um, yeah, man. I mean, there's not like a premier edge rusher, like DB or uh, anything at this point in time that immediately jumps out to you like that. Right. I, I mean, we'll throw out Trey Benson. Yeah, yeah like, right. Could we get someone gets their C Mac on? You know, it's just right. like, dang, this guy's crazy all purpose, and their team's like highly ranked. You know, both yeah. those squads could, um, Clem, you know, we just mentioned Clemson and FSU's running backs. Both those squads could be very competitive in the ACC, highly ranked coming into the end of the year and have some real Heisman hype to them for sure. Um, yeah, man, that's all I got. I don't have anyone else. Oh, I mean, and the beauty of college football is unlike these other awards we're going to get into in a sec here on the NFL side. You could totally have someone come out of nowhere, you know, I mean, oh yeah, Tennessee's big recruit you talked about could supplant Milton and all of a sudden be a guy, you right. know, um, someone could win the job at Georgia, Ohio state and blow up. I mean, Bama's quarterback, we didn't even mention, could just come out of nowhere um, and be a beast. It's uh, it's the beauty of college football. You never know what's going to come your way. And it's kind of the beauty of game time as well, where right now you can sign up using code DMVR for $20 off your first purchase at sign up. You never know what's going to come your way with all their great last-second deals on tickets they've got all sorts of tickets in town for all sporting events and uh anything else you may seek you know um other events live shows music you name it game time has you covered their customer service is superb and they guarantee the lowest last minute tickets on the market plus their app is awesome to use super simple I can hop on there right away and snag some tickets immediately. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use that code DMVR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DMVR for $20 off. Download that Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And shout out to Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead. It's been beautiful out here lately, actually. Not too hot. Um, It's still raining a little bit, but, man, it's just been awesome out here. Make sure you have some Shady Rays 
to protect your eyes and look stylish. Every single pair backed by their loss and broken replacement program. Even if you get your new pair of shady rays and don't like them within the first 30 days, you can replace them for free for another pair. No questions asked. Uh, go on to the Park Meadows Mall, shop their entire collection there, or go to ShadyRays.com, and you can use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself the Shades Rated 5 Stars by over 250,000 people. Boom. My guy my guy knows reads so good. Um, <laughs> we're opening the old Bet365 app and going to... Find some offensive rookies of the year odds. It's a class we talked about all year long. Um, and yeah, you want to start with long shots or you want to handicap this faves race for offensive rookie of the year, Jake? Where do you want to start? Um, let me see. Let's go with long shots. That'll be more fun right now. Okay. Can I give you mine first? I let you start on the Heisman. I am, yeah. I'm all in on some Luke Musgrave hype right now. (laughs) Um, The Jordan Love hype train is going well as expected this offseason, I'd say. Um, They drafted two tight ends, and some of the idiots in these dynasty leagues I'm in were like taking the other tight end they drafted um, ahead, like the, the blocking guy from South Dakota State. They Mm -hmm. were a team that was being mocked to take a tight end top 15. Um, They end up going Lucas Van Ness, who for where he was being mocked, maybe dropped a little bit. They kind of sniped the Jets who were desperate for a pass rusher. And then they waited and got, you know, like the second best receiving tight end in that tight end class. In Musgrave, who I was comparing to Mark Andrews when we did a live draft pod from the Breckenridge Brewery, Um, and he's got that kind of size. Like, he was the number one weapon for Oregon State. The camp hype's already starting. He's got the frame. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, I could see him, like, being super valuable in that Lafleur offense and just creating immediate chemistry with a new quarterback who's creating chemistry with everyone at the Packers. So at plus 8,000, Luke Musgrave is my top long shot. Got two names at plus 10,000 that I'm intrigued by. First name, Deuce Vaughn. Um, This guy's electric. And you talk about a guy who, you know, fit a mold. He fit that Darren Sproles mode, like mold, ideally at K-State. I mean, it's where he went to school. Um, he's going to come oh, out and I think man. be pretty electric, um, even with uh, Tony Pollard at running back. I mean, the Cowboys like to put in multiple running backs. Deuce Vaughn, why not? Wow. Um, I, I've slowly turned into a bit of a Deuce Vaughn hater. He's wow, so why, small. Dre? He's just so small. Is there much of a receiving track record and the Cowboys like McCarthy. I just, it all stinks to me, man. It all stinks. <laughs> how about, how about this one then? Give me Stetson Bennett. Oh, Matt Stafford is on career end watch, man. He is not, he was terrible last year, actually dealing with that injury. Yeah. Stetson Bennett. I've heard some little rumbles. He's been impressive at camp. 
I'm just saying, if this guy comes in and like saves the Rams season, a la Brock Purdy, watch out. No, you're right. I mean, he's got a great play caller who could kind of make it work for him. Yes. And I mean, he's still got like Cooper Cup to throw the ball to, you know? Exactly. Uh, we, we forget about that sometimes. And of all the like, quote unquote, noodle armed quarterbacks that are just like, oh, Jake Browning, like we're going to talk ourselves into him. And right. It's like, dude, put on two seconds of tape and see why Washington can't take their game to the next level. It's because of Jake Browning's noodle arm. Jake from um, Andy Murray. Is that the Georgia? Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray. Andy Murray's the Scottish tennis player, guys. <laughs> um you know, all these guys have been such a hater. Stenson! Ah, like, I'm not going to hate on the, like I did on the Deuce of Han pick. Stenson, there's something there, man. There's something there. Dude, he made some throws last year where it was literally like the side eyes OG, where it was like, wait, if he can do that, like, no one knew that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's just so small, not an elite athlete, and sometimes those windows were just so wide open, actually. Mm-hmm. So wide open, bro. Um, and I mean, you and I could have stood in those pockets sometimes, like just <laughs> elite true. protection. Okay. Um, yeah, those are good long shots. How do you handicap this race? Who would be your finalist per se? Um, just for like favorites. Yeah. Uh, it's Bijan. I mean. This guy's coming in. He's going to have the entire offense on his back. They announced that Desmond Ritter is going to be the starting quarterback. Um, and Yikes. we'll see how that goes because just hearing that alone just makes me go, well, the Bajan's going to get a ton of work then. Yeah. Um, There's also Tyler Algier in that same backfield. He's coming off yes. a tremendous rookie season. By the way, I love quick side note, Jake, but you'll appreciate this. And a lot of our okay. listeners, if they're listening this far in the pod, they'll appreciate this. I love in the football grid games when I get a conference team alignment and I'll surprise myself and the game by guessing like Tyler Algier with the big 12 because BYU is in the big 12 now, oh right? Officially God. as this year. Or like I did <laughs> Sean Merriman as the Chargers big 10 guy. Because, right, I always forget Maryland's in the Big Ten, but this time I was like, I'm going to use Sean Merriman, even though when he played, he was very much in the ACC. That's my new favorite, like, and those are always the lowest percentages because no one's ever thinking of those, you know, so. um, for those need more of the college NFL team grids on crossover. Those are the best ones. We do. Um, Bijan's an interesting one because I do wonder if that Artie Smith system – which is so like quarterback run heavy and RPO, right? Like we saw this with Tannehill and Derrick Henry. We saw this with Mariota and Algier last year, how it's going to look with more of a finesse back though. Obviously like Bijan carries some weight and can run between the, um, you know, between the tackles as well, but you, you want to get him in space. Like the ideal use of Bijan is using him a la Alvin Kamara more so than a la Algier, Derek Henry. And how much could that, the fact that like, if I'm game planning as a defensive coordinator going into a week against the Falcons, 
My game plan is let's stop Bijan and force everyone else to beat me. Right. That could hinder that. But no doubt the consensus favorite in this category. Yeah. I mean, there's like six guys I feel like that I could talk about that could probably win this. Um, I'll just say the Do you agree with I think... the, the book, though, that the fave should be Bijan Bryce, Anthony Richardson? Those yes. three? Really? Yes. I think I, if anything, I'd probably move Gibbs up a little bit more, too. Yeah, see, Jameer Gibbs in Detroit, because I actually think there's more opportunity, and I think that offense is far more lethal than the Falcons' offense. Uh, Say what you will about Dan Campbell, and it's easy to make fun of, like, ankle biters, but that's a dude who was in Sean Payton's offense that did utilize Alvin Kamara. Um, Murmurs I've heard as DeAndre Swift had nothing to do with football skill, everything to do with more off-field culture stuff. So don't let that hinder you. Jameer Gibbs, while it also doesn't feel like, oh, oh, the running back, the other running back who was selected top 10 is the guy you're going to give out. Right. <laughs> I actually think he's decent value at plus 900 as the yes. fifth shortest odds on here because of everything we just described. Yes. Passing game impact. I think he could have a greater impact there than uh, Bajan. He's got more talent around him. He's got a better quarterback and Jared Goff. He's got a better defense too. Like this is just a better team. And so if Jameer is like kind of the the catalyst that turns this team, I don't know how many games they won last year, eight or nine. If it turns this team from an eight or nine win team into an 11 or 12 win team, then for sure he's going to be in the conversation and probably win the award. Great point. He's going to be a like super duper celebrity for Lions fans who just can't wait to gravitate yes. to people. It'd be like, like the second coming of Barry Sanders, literally. Oh, like this running back who uplifted the franchise. A hundred percent. And yeah, who's their star right now? Penny Sewell, Aiden Hutchinson. Like to have a star like that would make a huge deal. I mean, just think Megatron was like a big deal. I think part of that is how like unanimously beloved he was by his fan base, right? Like that does right. go a certain way. I like that. Um, I'd have if if you force me into give me just a final three candidates for offensive rookie of the year. It's JSN um, who at plus 1100, I think is great value. I just think like JSN pre-draft the ideal fit was Seattle because you have the big deep threat. um, You have the smaller guy who can, you know, there's some inside outside versatility, which you can blend with um jsn himself jackson smith and jigba and then jackson smith and jigba with those two deep threats who can take the top off the defense and take all attention away from him can just carve guys up from the slot which is what made him an elite prospect and as i mentioned pre-draft justin jefferson cooper cup like the wide receivers who've panned out to be truly elite are operating from the slot in recent drafts jsn plus 1100 you gotta sprinkle that um, I just think that fit is tremendous and that offense with Gino, they're going to air it out um, no matter what. I don't know if that plus 2,800 is like a borderline top 10 candidate if Jalen Hyatt qualifies as a long shot, Jake. But dude, mm-hmm. just that Dable offense, like Daniel Jones is going to air it out a little more. He's one note, but he's not one of these deep threats that has uh, inconsistent hands. He has good hands, right. and you're already seeing some highlights from camp. 
the opportunity he's going to get combined with the, everyone loves speed, man. Everyone loves the long bomb in baseball. Everyone loves speed in football. He starts making mega plays for a sneaky good offense. They just need some marquee wide receivers in that New York market. He is for sure going to get some buzz for this award. I'm kind of kicking myself for not like not targeting him more in some of my dynasty leagues, honestly. Yeah. I I love his situation too. And I'm glad you talked about him because I was going to gush about him next. So I'll do Jordan Addison. And this is kind of some nerdy fantasy football type stuff that I've just seen on Twitter. Um, When you look at the target share that Adam Thielen had last year, Mm. it was pretty great, especially when you have Justin Jefferson still. And Adam Thielen, you know, a great career. Guy did a lot coming up um, from where he was joining the league to where he ended up. But Jordan Addison has that talent. And he's going to have plenty of opportunity, it seems, because he's going to fit right in next to Justin Jefferson. And he battled some injuries last year, but this is completely like he's pretty polished. And if he had that season, that Belitnikov season um, last year for the two years ago, I think it's an entirely different conversation. Yes. So plus 1600 for Jordan Addison. Um, I love my guy Zay Flowers too, just on like a pure talent and just skill set standpoint. Yeah. But when you factor in the fit, the quarterback who's playing next to him and the guy's talent, Jordan Addison, I think would be a great value pick. Thousand percent, man. That's an offense heavy. That's an offense with a ton of skill position guys. He's going to fit right in and he's got the skills to really be an immediate contributor, right? Like some of these guys, it's raw, more projectable. That's why Anthony Richardson to me is a terrible bet. Though, of course, Anthony Richardson could have a seven-game stretch, lead the NFL in rushing yards type. Like, we've seen that, right? Exactly, like, yeah. Um, I, All scenarios could ring true with him. Addison, though, is a phenomenal fit and a big-time guy I'm targeting in dynasties and stuff. And just think, like, his greatest success with a guy like Kenny Pickett at quarterback at Pitt, you get the yeah. Kenny Pickett as the NFL, man. Like, Kirk <laughs> <Right>. Cousins. Um, <laughs> it's like... It's like an ideal fit. And then, I mean, who wouldn't want to play wide receiver working off Justin Jefferson? Like, you play wide re- a little yes. wide receiver. You all got a couple of snaps in opposite uh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> like, you know, life's going to be way easier. Yeah, it'd make uh, everyone's job a lot easier when he's already taking up the safety and the cornerback on one side and then yeah, put another no receiver next to him. And what are you supposed to do? No doubt. Um did you have anything else on offensive rookie? Um, It's crazy. We haven't talked about the top quarterbacks, but I honestly don't think that's where the value is. And that's yeah. not, like, you know, I mean, we could turn this into a full series and make this like a three-part episode if we wanted, you know? Right. But I feel like we've broken down this draft class pretty extensively already. Uh, yes. Recap it, <laughs> et cetera. Um, but yeah, I just think it's tough situations for these top quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson aside, who's just like extremely raw. The only one, I mean, I love Bryce. Yeah. But if CJ Stroud turns the Texans into like an eight win team. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's literally like what Deshaun Watson did when he came in as a yeah. rookie where it's like, oh, this guy's like going to literally just elevate the whole franchise here right away. So. And they're incentivized the only, yeah, to win. The longest thoughts. Yes. Yeah, of the of the quarterbacks he does. I do think we've gone like way too far with the CJ hate. Yeah. Yeah. Way too far. It's 
I mean, this like, is what happens every draft season. Man. It does. We nitpick to death, but it's just like his worst games are super mild compared to most right. top quarterbacks' worst games. Yes. And his high end is super high end, man. Like yeah. we've kind of treated him like, oh, you got you got a draft on top ten, but he's gonna be a bust. Ohio State right. quarterbacks. Like, I don't know, man. It's just that situation sucks. Like being drafted mm-hmm. by Hughes really stinks. But you know, Mechie's carving guys up. Mechie, I think, would qualify, right? Because he never played last year. There's a great dark horse. Oh uh, man, I don't I don't think so. I think the NFL literally is your first year. Oh, That's it. Bastards. They don't do it. I know. I, they're not oh. fun with it like that, man. I wish they would be. Because then, like, the when no Patrick fun, Mahomes like... is coming out, like, that would, he should have been rookie to league right. that year. Like, you know what right. I mean? Great point. Great point. Um, and, of course, I think Marvin Mims could be sneaky, you know, especially since. For sure. You know, I mean, at post-draft, there was Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler. Now you've edge those guys yeah, he's out. Been elevated um so i mean that's huge and just like i expect big things from a lot of that receiving core but i, I think we've handicapped it properly here no handicapping needing when you find yourself a breck beer near you this summer breck brew they are the og sponsor at dmvr they're just the best man they are our official summer beer we love them Jake's a big sour guy. I'm a Straub Sky guy. I love me a good lager. I just can't get enough of Breckenridge Brewery, the good company, Hard Seltzers. They've got an all, man, a nice little fun slinger. Soon enough, we'll be tailgating some Broncos games, having some Broncos country. Breck, they, they just do it all, man. Support them because they are true homies of DMVR, Denver, and Colorado through and through. Try out their Palisade Peach. And right now, we want to hire a uh, highlight there, sour, um, delicious, and our sour guy approved. So, I mean, if Jake puts the stamp, absolutely approved, come on. If you can't make it to the DMBR bar for a delicious Breckenridge brewery, um, find them at the on the breckbrew.com locator and uh, you know, support them because they support us. Booyah. Okay. Defensive rookie. This one probably a little quicker and quite a bit tougher to handicap, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, Will Anderson, do you want to do long shots again? Yeah, we could start from long shots. Totally. That'd be fun. Um, And just go anyone in the thousands or higher. By the way, I think Drew Sanders' odds have shortened quite a bit. That's an obvious one. Like it's a very shallow linebacker class and the tippy top linebackers, Jack Campbell, Drew Sanders, uh, Trenton Simpson to some extent and Marte Mapu at plus 4,000 for the Patriots uh, are all guys. I think like it's a shallow linebacker class and linebackers just get highlighted because as you know, uh, linebackers can be overrated based on simple and meaningless tackle counting stats, which, of course, mm-hmm. you could be a bad linebacker and be racking those up and just making that. You're just the guy cleaning up at the after the running back just 
plowed you over past the sticks once again, 10 yards downfield, but you got that tackle, right? You're racking them up, even though you're making zero positive impact on the game. It's just how many pieces of trash that you pick up today. Um, so anyways, all of those are a sneaky long shot. I, uh, I picked up Mapu in a dynasty IDP league for those that are interested. Oh yeah. I'm looking through here, the list of defensive rookie of the years. I think there's only been three secondary players since 2000 to win the award checks out. So just with that information right away, you, you help yourself out greatly. I mean, you can get rid of your Brian branches, your, uh, Keely Ringo's, um, Joey Porter Jr.'s, just just throw them out because, you know, we saw Sauce win it last year, and that's the type of season you need as a corner to really win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Like, you got to come in and cement yourself as one of the best corners in the league immediately. Like, even Pat Sertan didn't win it. So, right. Or have a crazy Trevon Diggs second-year season yes. where you just have, I don't want to say fluky interceptions, but you're racking up the counting stats. And even Mm -hmm. though you're giving up some big plays, you're also making big plays on your end. And Emmanuel Forbes would fit that mold. Jake, Just saying. You would. I I love that guy too, man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He's fun. He's fun. Ron Rivera, that Washington defense might not be the worst. Uh, Just saying, just saying, but yes, generally speaking, you're absolutely right. This is a tackle sacks interception category and for a rookie to rack up five plus interceptions super hard it's hard for a veteran man it's hard for a veteran um so yeah that is a tall task that is not a good use of value um so i did my spiel on linebackers then we get to the who could be the sack yes i i want to throw out this is a long shot first tuli tui piloto my guy from usc um, he was an absolute weapon for them, man. He was he, he was weird because he was kind of like a tweener, you know. Um, yeah. He was playing, I think, interior. Or he was on the edge, I believe. And then was yeah, listed yeah, yeah. at like 260 or something like mm-hmm. that. And then measured in at the combine at like 280 or something yeah. crazy like that. So it's like, okay, now this guy's like a five technique or something. Um, the Chargers have edge rushers that can really compliment him, but that can single him up and get him free. Um, do. It's a great defense. Uh, Staley's still there. I mean, you can, we can say and joke about him all we want, but he can design a defense pretty well. So he's of my long shots. I think I like him the best at plus 5,000. Yeah, it's just tough from the interior, um, but I get the appeal for sure. It's, it's just who's going to rack up the sacks. Right. And a lot of that's like opportunity and opportunity mm-hmm. really stems from getting a lot of snaps in an already talented defense, Um, which is where I don't know that Jalen Carter is going to get enough snaps. Lucas Van Ness could, but of course you're going out on a limb when he wasn't getting a, he was getting snaps at Iowa, but he was also in a heavy rotation and wasn't producing a ton I think Will McDonald Mm -hmm. could be a sneaky, like, if I'm handicapping this, I think he'd be a top three favorite for me. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, I like like him more than Tyree Wilson, who's the third candidate on overall on this list. 
Wilson, of course, gets to play opposite um, Max Crosby. Part of him dropping in the draft was him dealing with a foot issue, and you really wonder how much that's going to hinder him. Um, just not to be that like hindsight guy, but the Raiders draft edge rushers and they just don't pan out half the time. I mean, they kind of locked into Max Crosby if we're being honest. So they did. You're absolutely right. So I don't know, man, I think these interior linebackers really have crazy value here. And then I think Mm -hmm. Will McDonald is worth a sprinkle at plus 2200. Yeah, for sure. So no, uh, no, Nolan Smith, um, I think that rotation's too heavy for the Eagles to really consider Jalen Carter or Nolan Smith. I think that Texans defense is too devoid of talent to really buy into like Will Anderson's going to come in. I mean, I guess we kind of saw it from Aiden Hutchinson. I could see that from Will Anderson. Like he's the best player on that defense year one and his stats are pretty good you know i mean i think will anderson's a top three candidate for me because that scenario is far from unthinkable but yeah Yeah, after uh, that it's it's will mcdonald and the top couple linebackers trenton simpson drew sanders yeah yeah drew sanders uh jack campbell i mean i think jack campbell might get a lot of reps Mm -hmm. though i don't know they signed some linebackers too like it's that's unclear um I mean, just Drew Sanders, I think he may have an opportunity, man. Um, you know, people, uh, I guess I got to be careful saying this because Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton do have a lot of fans, but I do I think you well. can be you can be more athletic at the position, though. And that's what Drew Sanders is. Yeah, for sure. And arguably, you may be paying a lot for that linebacker room. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, yeah, already giving reps to a potential succession plan might not be the worst idea. And Jonas Griffith got injured, who was looking really good in camp. So now Drew has a much more clear path to immediate snaps in that rotation. Um, And then, you know, he can can gobble up a couple quick sacks for you as well. So, yeah, I think Drew's sneaky. I mean, I think we do a pretty good job of not, like, just patronizing Broncos fans like just you know like we didn't talk up Marvin Mims for 10 minutes you know? right but I just think right I think the way this I, I said it immediately after the draft was this was a two linebacker class and the Broncos mm-hmm. drafted the best linebacker I truly believe yep. that it's reflected in my rankings it's reflected in what I said on this podcast year round um and yeah I think that'll bear out and I think the best linebacker in this last year's Class, a guy who was a fringe first rounder for me, definitely has the talent to be an immediate contributor and push those guys for snaps immediately. So, no doubt with you. There you go. That's actually a fun way to end this. Um, Schwan man just killing it on all things buffs, like the, a massive season coming our way. You don't want to miss it. Follow him on Twitter, follow DMVR buffs. Get on the site, read all the great stuff he's doing. Go to our YouTube channel, check out all the awesome videos he's putting out. Do it, support our guy, get into the college football mode because it feels different. It feels mad fun in this region we love so much. 
And uh, Justin's going to be back off his much needed break with Jay Norvell in studio Thursday. You don't want to miss that. And he'll be right back on that camp grind and everything else all summer going right into the fall, man. Just going to be an awesome year for our college beats. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.